people. Very important that we get the, the right uh, action, that it's first towards God and then towards people. And uh, I believe that's obviously, I, I know that our worship group, uh, what day do you guys have your sets done? I'm looking for worship. Thursdays. So they practice on Thursday the songs that the worship leader has actually chosen. And uh, I'm sure those songs have been chosen under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So I want to speak about the... F we, last week we spoke about uh, prophetic people. And for me, write this down, we need to be a prophetic people who are looking ahead so that we're not left behind. We've got to be looking ahead so that we're not left behind. Guys, I really believe you need, to, you need to hear this message this morning with your hearts. You need to take a hold of it because God is doing a new thing. Jesus is doing a new thing. And if we, if we don't understand what He is doing, we're going to find ourselves being left behind. And you don't want to be left behind. If in the desert, when the Israelites moved through the desert in the Old Testament, if... They didn't move forward. They were left behind and they actually died in the desert. I really feel if we as a people are not moving forward into what God has for us, we will die in the desert. And that's not only as a church, but as a, a people, as, as those that love Jesus. And so this, this week I'm, I'm going to move from prophetic people to the prophetic church, which is made up of prophetic people. So what, what, what is the first function of a church? And these are not necessary in order. They are all P's. I went through them quickly last week, but they are all P's, and that's what my wife calls Penny, is P. So Penny must be listening. The first thing is that we need to be proclaiming. Guys, on a regular basis, are you proclaiming the gospel? Are you talking to people about Jesus? Or are you leaving it to the, the full-time specialist? And I want to tell you that at, when you are in full-time ministry, you don't get much opportunity besides those that you try to create at the cashier and at the petrol attendant and wherever, wherever you come across people that are not saved. In our work environment, we, people need to know that we are people that are serving Jesus. We need to be proclaiming it. We need to be challenging. But guys, there is a way to challenge and there is a way not to challenge. Don't go challenging someone if you have not first built a bridge. A bridge of relationship where you are able to then speak into their life. Don't the first time you meet them, you just climb onto whatever and break the bridge and offend people. And so you need, but you need to be challenging. You can't leave us in a status quo place. There needs to be change. There needs to be comforting. Who knows that in the world today, we need to see comforting. There are people that are going through desperate times. 
There are people that are waiting right at this moment. They could kill themselves. We are living in desperate times. Having been through depression myself, I know what it, what it feels like to work at going through depression. And without God in my life, I don't know what would have happened. So we need to be those that are encouraging. In 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 3, it says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, their encouraging, and their comfort. So for, first of all, when, when we come alongside people, we need to strengthen them. When, when you've spoken to a person and you leave them, are they feeling strengthened or are they feeling down? What effect do you have on people? Bernard's practicing on having an older child. <laughs> How can you say no to that little face? <laughs> See, Bernard's quite, a, Bernard's quite a prophetic person. But you know, guys, we're not going to walk in anything that God has for us if we don't first see it. We need to be those that are praying, interceding for the lost. Not getting stuck behind your garage door so you can't make it to prayer. Start earlier. When last did you pray for people that don't love Jesus? When last? Even if you're not coming into contact with people that are, don't serve Jesus, are you praying for those that don't serve Jesus? Acts 12 and verse 5, it says, So Peter was kept in prison. He had been arrested. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And the end of that story is that God breaks him out of jail. And the lady that was praying for him, when he knocks on the door, she gets such a fright that he's outside the door that she closes the door and runs to the other guys again. How many times have you said, I can't believe it, when prayer is answered? I can't believe that happened. I bet you Carmen, when she sat down, said, I can't believe it. Instead of saying, I can't believe it, let's give praise to the Lord. Praising. Declaring what God has done thankfully. Declaring what He will do. Celebrating who and what He is. Oh, this is one of my favorite portions of, of Scripture in the book of Acts. At Acts 16 and verse 23 it says, About midnight Paul and Silas were praying. They'd also been arrested. And singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly... There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And we all thought that Elvis Presley was the first guy to sing Jailhouse Rock. 
This was Jailhouse Rock at its best. Hey, one for the money. Oh, you got to go like this. I know, I won't do that because of the mic. You've got to put your collar up. One for the money. And you've got to make your lift block. But guys, we have to be those that worship God in the situations we find ourselves. But listen carefully now. Worship in the situation, not for the situation. When you find yourself in that place where you are desperate for God to, to touch your life and, and move you forward, we can't worship Him for where we find ourselves, but we can worship Him in where we find ourselves. Participating. Next P. Priesthood of all believers. Building for diversity. Building a team, not individuals. Building for the future. When I bring guys onto, as an eldership, when we bring guys onto our team, it's not because we want more people in our team. It's because we believe that God wants to add those people so that we can push into everything that God has for us. It's not, it's not a numbers game. The Bible says one shall put a thousand to flight, two shall put ten thousand to flight, Three shall put a hundred thousand to flight. So can you see the, the way the, the, the equation works? And so we are building, we're wanting to build people in so that uh, we can move forward into what God has. We're building for the future. Preparing. Joshua 1. One of my favorite scriptures. That's where this, the name of this church came out of. Joshua Generation. And, Josh, and Joshua 1, to, to Joshua said, Are you ready? Are you ready? We used that sentence a long time before they used it on TV. Are you ready? This morning, guys, are you ready? Or you just, yeah, with like, oh, let's just, we, we have to go to church, otherwise we're going to go to hell. No. Are you ready for what God wants to use you? What is your future in the life of the church? If you are not ready, I know I keep referring back to the Israelites in the desert, but I, I would think that most of you guys have read it. And those that did not want to go in actually ended up going around. So instead of going in, they went around. If you find yourself going around, you need to ask yourself, why am I not going into what God has for me? Are you planning? You know what? Most people, I'm going to jump and then I'm going to come back. Most people do not plan. If I ask you this morning, what is your purpose in Jesus Christ? Would you be able to answer me? Not where are you now, what is your purpose? If you're a dad, 
What does God expect of me as a dad? If you're in the workplace, what does God expect of me in the workplace? What is God's purpose for my life? A lot of guys, when we went through COVID, were so excited because they could work from home. For me, it was a desperate, desperate thing that people would not be able to speak to people in their workplace. Because that's where people have a lot of contact with those that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Are you planning to... What is... What, what are you planning for in the area of inf influence that you have? Have you got a plan? Do you, do, do you think, are you thinking, hey, this is what Jesus wants to do th through me. This is where I'm going to find myself. I'm opening myself for Jesus to do this. Because you know what? People often think that if you're not a calm leader, or if you're not a, a, a deacon, or if you're not an elder, then you you nothing in the kingdom of God. No, that's not true. God is calling us as a priesthood, as saints, to be affecting those and influencing those that we come into contact with. I don't know about you, but when I go to a funeral, they never, it's never a good time. But if you go to a funeral or to a wedding, because those two things are normally quite traditional, and they begin to sing songs, what happens when you lift your hands? Everyone starts to look at you sideways. But that is you influencing those people. They're seeing, hey, this guy is prepared to, to make a stand for Jesus Christ. Are you like that? Or do you look around and see no one's got their hands up, no, I'm not going to put my hands up. Is that where you find yourself? So I told you guys the, the story last week of, of God just bringing rain into the company where I was working. It just gave me such favor. God, God gives you favor. But you've got to learn how to receive it. Some people forget the fact that they should be planning for their families. Normally this is the strongest area of people, but oh, my, my, my child's going to go to university and they're going to get a degree and then they're going to do this and do that. But if you ask them about them, oh, I can't answer that. I'm giving you a chance to think through what you are planning to do. Do you have a strategy? How am I going to do this? I think about Luke. Luke's on eldership with us. Luke and Lindy, they're on eldership with us. And Luke works for himself. So if he doesn't put a strategy in place, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to get more uh, people for me to train. If he doesn't do that, he's just going to stay where he is and the, the end result of standing still is going backwards. 
It's never changing and going up. It's going backwards. Not fulfilling what God has called you to do. This is so weird. I'm looking at the time now. What time did I start? Because the times are all the other way around this morning. Okay. The worship folks normally get all the time, so I'm going to take the time today. It's because we enjoy worship so much. It's a strategy. For me, if we usher in the presence of God, people's lives get touched, they get changed. But the same thing hopefully happens when the word is preached. Hopefully over a cup of tea or coffee afterwards. Everywhere we find ourselves, we just we become a, an annoyance to people because we are just looking for opportunities to speak to people about Jesus. Well, you know that Jesus came and he died on a cross that we could be set free. But thank the Lord he's not there anymore. Thank God that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He was killed, but he has now risen. I, I, I urge you in terms of your, your strategy and your walk with God, write down your testimony. This is how I got saved. This is what I did. This is how, when I got baptized. This is when uh, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. When I did these things, this is what God did in my life. And so when you bump into somebody, you don't try and open the Bible and give them scriptures because they're not going to know anyway because they're not saved. But your testimony, the Word of God in the book of Revelation says they overcome with the Word of their testimony. And so we begin to talk to them about how, go, how good God is. I got saved while I was doing my Defense Force training many years ago. How many years ago? <laughs> 83, 1983. When did we get married? 83. So in 1982, I went to the Defense Force. 40 years ago. You were three years old. That's when you were nice, eh? So I went, I was in the army, and I, I, I don't even like to go back to where, what I was like before I served the Lord. I, I'm not interested in that story. I'm interested now, walking 39 years with the Lord, of what God has done in my life. But I went back to the army. I was, I'd been in, oh, no, I don't even want to talk about that. I'd been in fights, I'd been in this, and I'd been in that. And being an English oak amongst all the Afrikaans people, there was lots of fights going on. The English one. <laughs> when I was there, they did. But then I went home for a weekend, and I got saved. And I came back into that environment. My language had changed, firstly. I didn't swear anymore, which before I'd swore every second word. And uh, they just saw the difference. And I went to the commandant, the oak that was at the top of that thing, at that camp, and I said to him, can I start a coffee bar? So he thought, oh, can't be anything wrong with that for the guys to do something when they've when they got nothing to do. And I was there for another six months. Yeah. No, not even. 
I was there for about six months. And in that six months, a whole bunch of guys came to the Lord. And not by preaching. I didn't know what was going on in the Bible. I just told them what God had done in my life. And they could see the radical change that had taken place. Radical. That's what we need to do. Tell people about what God has done. How good He is. So, if I'm talking about influence and strategy, if I say to you now, where are you going to be in five years' time? I know where I'm going to be, almost in a box. I thought about the soapbox derby. But really, where are you going to be in five years? Are you going to be still sitting here doing the same thing that you're doing today? Or is this hall going to be too small and there are going to be lots of leaders, men, women, children, young people, and this place is exploding because of everybody participating in what we're doing? We can't stay the same. We can't. You know what the problem is? Is if you stay the same, you go backwards. If you stand on an escalator, you walk down the wrong way. As soon as you stop, you start going up the escalator. We can't stay the same. You can't go home today and not begin to think about what am I going to be doing in five years' time? You can't. You have to go home. And if you, you're married or you've, you've got family or whatever the case may be, you need to be speaking and saying, you know what, this is what I'm trusting God for in five years' time. So what happens if you're trusting God for something in five years' time, you then have to bring it back and say, okay, where, do I, where must I be in one year so that I get to the target in five years? I, I, when we came into this congregation, you can ask the guys, there was probably about 45 to 50 people, and we've doubled that now through COVID. COVID was for two years of that. It was difficult. And if everybody comes, it's, it's even more than doubled. But I don't know why, but everybody has a weekend off once a weekend. <laughs> All those that miss often, are you listening? Because you are part of our strategy and you, if you're not here, we can't fulfill it. I've got plans for myself in five years' time, but my wife is saying, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Because she's so young and I'm so old. I just want to lay in front of the TV and watch sports. <laughs> I just don't watch the Grand Prix anymore so, because my team never wins. But, but you know what? My soccer team, my soccer team, Andre, my soccer team, 
the Man United one that played Liverpool not so long ago. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Yo, I was laying it on. I was thinking, I, I, can't f- I won't be able to face Lane or Andre. <laughs> come on, come on, Lord. Do you, do you think the Lord actually worries about sport? I don't think so. It's just like whoever, whoever gets it right on the day wins. And, but we got it right on the day. <laughs> oh, you're lucky I didn't have a Man United shirt. But I got a Ferrari shirt. So we need to be changed consistently. Romans 12 speaks about being transformed, not conformed. So we need to be changed by the Word of God not squeezed into a mold that the earth wants to, the, the business world wants to put us into. You know what, when, when you've got your own business, just for instance, and the opportunity comes to get cash and not worry about that or whatever way you can make money, my advice is don't do it. You know what? People are so like, whoa. And they're also like, oh, I'm going to have to pay more. But guys, in every area, every area, it takes, it takes prophets and prophetic people. Prophets are those that are a gift to the church. There are no prophets in this church, but there are prophetic people in the life of this church, some at different levels, whatever the case. But it takes them to, to spark something in us and to push us forward. So where do you see yourself in five years? And I see myself at home with a lack of job and my kids at university. No. Come on. Because Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint or they perish. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off res- restraint or they perish. Because you know what? As, as, as we look into this vision, we're saying, Jesus, what do you want for us? We begin to encounter Jesus and we begin to make the adjustments and we begin to move forward into everything that God has for us. If we begin to hear God, we begin to see what He's wanting to do. Carmen, her testimony is such a blessing. Don't underestimate what that has done this morning. And as we, as we encounter and as we adjust and change, okay, what am I talking about? Okay. I'm married to Patricia, the most wonderful world, girl in the world. Yeah, you're still young, but. And I have this thing, when she pushes the right buttons, I get angry. I get aggressive. I don't hit her. I want to. 
<laughs> no, no, Patsy's telling me we got visitors. Okay, we, we, it's not just the family, it's visitors to the family. But there, there is something inside of me that rises up. But over time, I've learned to control that. I've learned to, the, the word says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. I make sure that we're in right standing when we go to bed at night. So that makes sure every day, everything is sorted out. So that's one thing. I'm trying to think of another thing. I'm so perfect in all my ways. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as bad as I used to be. But I used to be so full of pride. I, I thought I was like God's gift to humanity. No, I really did. When I went down to Nelspreet and I started a church down there, everything I did just worked. Four people there in the first year that we were there, 45 people got saved. Just, the, 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 for me, that's, that's the favor of God. But it, it made something inside of me. Hey, look at what I did. So then they asked me to go from there up to Benoni and to take over in Benoni and to, to uh, transition the church because it wasn't doing that well. And so we went up there. And I thought, well, here we go. This is going to be the golden boy's touch again. And I tell you what, God touched me on my head, on my knees, on everything. I got so hammered because of pride. Because you know what the word says about pride, eh? It says that God gives grace to the humble. And what happens then? Pride down. And so it's like you fighting against God because you're full of pride. And he's saying, I, I give strength to the humble, not to those that are full of pride. And so I want to say those, those things, you need to go and you need to jot them down. And you need to start putting dates and saying, by this date, I want to see this thing change and begin to work towards it. You know what? If you don't put a date down, it never happens. And as we encounter Jesus, we find that there's so much adjustment that is needed in our life. And when the struggle becomes, change is so uncomfortable. If, if I had to call Nadia up here this morning, I won't, but I'm, if I had to, and she's ad, ad, adopted a baby recently, and if I said to her, has there been change in your life? She would tell you how much change she's had in her life. And Bernard. Because when a baby comes into the family, there's huge change that happens. Paulia's not here this morning. She's about to have that huge change happen in her life. And it's almost like God prepares you for that. Just something I've been talking about, the Israelites going around in the desert. If you see this in your life, you need to make adjustments. The judgment of God is circular. 
the blessing of God is linear. That was good, everyone. I write that down. Huh? The judgment, if you find yourself going around, hey, I'm having a hard time with my wife, and then it goes all lack, and then, oh, I'm having another hard time with my wife. Oh, that's the judgment of God. But if you, I'm having a hard time with my wife, hey, I'm not having a hard time with my wife anymore. We need to be those people. Because if we're going around in circles, no one can follow us. But if we're going in a direction, people can follow us. What's that noise? One. Something's going to blow up. So this morning, I've asked the worship group to actually do the main part of their worship at this stage of the game. You guys can come up if you want to, Justine. Because I I'm, I'm hope that I've put some things in your mind that you can begin to say to the Lord this morning as we worship, Lord, I know that I need to see change in this part of my life. Lord, I can't stay the way that I am. So as we stand this morning together, this is your time almost of contemplation, of, of thinking about what God is speaking to you about. If you, if you feel that He's not speaking to you, you need to be saying, Lord, I need to hear you. Stuff needs to change. I know that it's not all right.